Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. wonderful friends, wonderful saints of God. I love the saints of God. I love God's people. And uh, so when I was a boy, we had a cure-all for what was wrong with you. God has blessed me with good health. I could die tomorrow. I don't know. But but so far, I don't think anything's wrong with me other than just uh, sometimes I have a memory loss and I've got to remind of some things. Uh, what were we talking about? But anyway, uh, when I was a boy, we had a cure-all for what was wrong with you. It's amazing to me that mothers have their children, now babies and children, first time they get a little runny nose, they take them to the doctor. Man, I didn't know what a doctor's office looked like. I just, I've only been to the doctor two or three times in my life. And we've, we've, we've never been in a more sterile society than we are today. You can't go 10 steps in a restaurant. There's a hand sanitizer. You get off the elevator to the hospital, there's a hand sanitizer. Get on, there's a hand sanitizer. We've never been more sterile, but we've never had more disease and more sickness than we have today. And the reason is very simple. It doesn't take no scientist to understand this. It's because the immune system is not as strong as what it was when I was a boy. I mean, we, we didn't even have, we didn't know what shoes was in the summertime. I mean, when I was a baby, we played on the floor. The old screen door in the back, you know, this is full air conditioned. The old screen door in the back of the house. And, of course, you know, they always had a hole in the bottom of the screen door so the dog could come in and out. And you know what was in the backyard? Chickens. You know what chickens do in the backyard. And the dog goes out in the backyard and walks where the chickens has been, comes back in, and licks the baby in the face. And all this time, the baby is getting a strong immune system. See, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We need to be inoculated and not isolated to what's going on in the world. I'm looking at some strong immune saints of God here today. Praise the Lord. Now, that, that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is we had a cure-all for what was wrong. And I'd get sick, you know, and you'd be surprised how the healing hand of God happens 10 minutes after the bus runs uh, when you're going to school. It's a miracle. I was sick, but now I'm well. And <laughs> hallelujah. But my mama would say, uh, so you're sick, are you? Yeah. But you're to take a big dose of this castor oil. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That castor oil is something I'm going to tell, tell you. something. How are you feeling now? Well, I'm doing good. Just don't give me no more of that castor oil. So the Bible says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Look at your neighbor say, Good and pleasant. Usually if something's good for you, it's not too pleasant. 
if something's pleasant, it's not too good for you. You don't have to cultivate a taste for Krispy Kreme donuts. And in today's world, you don't have to cultivate a taste for Bluebell ice cream, but you better make sure it ain't been licked. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Man, you put a dozen donuts. I used to go to Krispy Kreme Donuts, get a dozen donuts, have to turn around halfway home and go back and get another dozen because I've done another half of them. You ain't got to cultivate a taste of Krispy Kreme Donuts, brother. You put a donut in front of me, I'll be on like a duck on a June bug. Gone. <laughs> but you do have to cultivate a taste for broccoli. You do have to cultivate a taste for cauliflower. Why? Because cauliflower is good for you, but it's not too pleasant. Broccoli is good for you, but it's not too pleasant. Rutabakers are good for you, but they're not too pleasant. But it is after a while if you cultivate a taste for it. Nobody I've ever known had to cultivate a taste for McDonald's French fries. It's very pleasant, but they're not so good. Let me tell you about this little conundrum we have here. The Bible says, Behold, it's good, it's pleasant, it's good for you, and it's pleasant for you to come to the house of God. When you come to God's house, it's not only good, but it's pleasant. I was glad when they said to me, Let's go to the house of the Lord. I, a committee of one, was glad when they, whoever that was, said to me, let us. It gets contagious. When you get excited about church, other people will know. Let us go. You don't want to go by yourself. Come go with me to the house of the Lord. Put your hands together and magnify. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. So, uh, some of you, uh, don't start counting time yet because I haven't read a text, okay? I don't, don't, start, don't, don't put the time on me yet. I, when I read my text, you start counting time because I ain't going to preach long. But uh, we're just visiting right now, okay? Praise God. This is the house of the Lord. And uh, we, we visit in the house of the Lord. Brethren, to dwell together in unity. Praise the Lord. Be surprised what you can get just in, in remarks that people make in, in God's house. So uh, I do have a sermon here. It won't take long. It won't take long. But uh, before I read it, I uh, I was in church one time and years ago. It was a big camp meeting there. At a, a camp meeting there in Baton Rouge. My mother passed a couple of years ago. She's absolutely incredible lady. And uh, so this preacher, if I called his name, you'd know his name. And he's preaching, preaching. Must have had 1,500 people there that night. It was standing room only. My mother was sitting right over here, on his, about right over his second row. And there's a bunch of young men on the front row. Well, this preacher started preaching. Man, I said, he's preaching the house on fire. And after he went a while, I said, uh-huh. He's fixing to give that altar call right now. And God is my witness. I thought he was fixing to give the altar call, and he opened his Bible and said, I'm going to fix it and read my text. 
and he preached another hour. Not making it up. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, this young man right here sitting like where you're sitting right there, he was on the front row, and my mother's sitting right behind him. She always brought a little handkerchief to church, you know. And this young man, about every two minutes, boy, that preacher, would, he'd jump up and say, Preach, preach, preach! And this went on for an hour, you know. Folks was getting ready to leave. He'd been preaching an hour and 45 minutes. Every two minutes, preach! Boy, after about an hour and a half of that, he jumps up and said, Preach, my, my mother, she's something else now. She leaned up on that seat and grabbed that boy by the belt buckle and pulled him back down the seat and looked at him and said, Young man, if you jump up and say preach one more time, I'm going to stick this handkerchief right in your mouth. <laughs> so not everybody's spiritual when they come to church, okay? Some of us want to get home and get out. But, um, I heard about the fellow looking in the, in the classified ads, and there was, he was looking for employment, and he, there it was. There was a company uh, selling family Bibles, and they were employing people to sell door-to-door selling family Bibles. So he called about it and said, yeah, we're hiring, and uh, come in and, and uh, put your application in. He went in and put his application in. They called and said, yeah. Come on, we'll, we'll hire you tomorrow. Well, uh, he started working his company, going door-to-door, to door, selling them family Bibles. And uh, uh, the only problem is he had a, somewhat of a handicap, speech impediment. He would, anytime he would go to speak, he would stutter. And um, so he started selling family Bibles $100 a piece, door-to-door. And the first week, he sold a couple hundred Bibles. Second week, he sold 400 Bibles. Third week, he had sold over 1,000 family Bibles, $100 a piece. At the end of a couple of months, he was the number one salesman in the company. And they was having their annual convocation. And uh, these people come from all over the country. And so they asked this man. He'd, he'd already got to the top of the company. They asked him to be one of the speakers at the, at the convocation and to speak on his measure of success and selling his Bible. So they introduced him. This man has been with the company a couple of months. He's already the top salesman in this company. And we wanted him to come and, and, uh, and uh, talk to us just a few minutes about his measure of success. And he got up and he um, was nervous already. He says, so, 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 so good to be here. And they asked me to sp 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 speak on my success about selling family Bibles. It was so simple. He said, I walk up to the to, to door and, 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 and knock on the door and I introduce myself and I am selling the family Bible for $100. Would you like to buy one or would you like me to read it to you? preach this, but don't make me read it to you. <laughs> Just take it for what it's worth. And I had no idea that I was going to preach this when I got here this morning. 
But while I was sitting right there where you're sitting, uh, the Holy Ghost quickened this verse to my mind for a reason. I don't know why. But I do want to read it's just a couple of verses in the book of St. Luke. The book of Luke is a very interesting book. It's the only Gentile writer of the New Testament who wrote the book of Luke, of course, the book of Acts. When you read the book of Luke and read the book of Acts, you've read just about half of the New Testament. It's a, just two tremendous books. Only Gentile writer, New Testament. And um, so Luke is, uh, in his epistle or in his gospel, is uh, known for his parables. And uh, so uh, I've chosen to read from the book of Luke, the 19th chapter and verse number 45. And this is Jesus. He went into the temple and began to cast them out that sold therein and them that bought, saying unto them, It is written. Anytime you say, when Jesus said, It is written, it simply means it was in the Old Testament. Okay, Jesus was preaching from the, I know a preacher that won't even preach from the New Testament because he said the apostles didn't preach from the New Testament. All they used was the Old Testament. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I'm reading from the New Testament today. Praise the Lord. It is written, my house is the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. God bless you. You may be seated. It is written, my house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Next 10 minutes or so, I want to preach to you about this. Church is what you make it. Church is what you make it. First of all, Jesus laid claim to the house. It is written, my house, my house. This is God's church. This is God's house. My house is a house of prayer. And some other gospels, the same narrative says, it is written, my house shall be called of all nations. See, this church is bigger than Texarkana, Texas. This thing is global. My house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer. But you've made it something other than its original intended purpose. Hallelujah. Prayer. Prayer. And in the book of Psalms, it talks about holiness becoming this house. This is a holy house. And the Bible even makes reference, they that bear the vessels of the Lord should be holy. And so this is not just, as I was singing a while ago, this is not just an ordinary worship service. It's not just ordinary songs. 
And this, and this is not no ordinary Bible. It's not no ordinary prayer service. Because the God we serve is more than ordinary. He's much more than ordinary. Jesus said, this is my house. There's people that dress up to go to Walmart. I go to get coffee sometimes. I'm sitting there reading my Bible, and, and folks dress, come in at Starbucks coffee looking like they're fixing to go on some kind of uh, 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 runway television show. I'm going to tell you something. It's a terrible thing when you get dressed up better to go to Walmart than you get dressed up to come to church. My question to you is what you're waiting on. There's not a more important place in all the world that you'll ever go than the house of God. Now, Brother Calhoun, you watch exactly what I'm telling you. They've done everything in modern Pentecost to dumb down the house of God. See if you can get your pair of blue jeans and see how many holes you can get in them. And be sure you put sandals in and show your old corny toes. Dumb it down as much as you can and open up your collar, you know, a pirate stream, an open chest. And it's, 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 it's see how disheveled you can get your hair. Because definitely you don't want to lift people up to a higher level. You want to bring them down to a dumbing down. Can I tell you something? God's kingdom, you've got to come up to it. The house of God, you come up to the house of God. It's a dirty crying shame. If you dress up to go somewhere else, you come with a pair of coveralls to that. I'm not preaching it's coveralls. If that's the best you've got, come on anyhow. But I'm, you know what I'm talking about. This is the house of God. Church is what you make it. Jesus said, my house shall be called of all nations a house of prayer. You made it something else than what it was intended to be. This is the place where we come and we clap our hands in the house of God. We shout for joy. We lift up our hands. We sing songs of praise. We sing praise and worship songs. We sing hymns. Why? This is what the house of God is for. I wonder if we got any one God apostolics here today that still believe in that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It will take us all to heaven. This modern religion won't save nobody. It won't change nobody. I'm here to tell you, you got to have the old-time religion. This is the house of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm not going to take all day long to preach this. I'm going to tell you, a man had a dream. He woke up. There was angels ascending and descending and ascending and descending and on the ladder. And it was suspended between earth and heaven. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And the angels were ascending and descending. Everybody do your hand that way. Do your hand that way. They were ascending and they were descending. Do it again. They were ascending and descending. See, every time you do that, you've got to lift your hands. That's why we lift up our hands. When we lift up our hands in the house of God, something's going up. It's ascending. That's why we lift our hands. We lift our hands. There's nothing coming down until you lift up your hands. Lift up holy hands. It's not until you begin to sing and praise God. It goes up as a sweet savor to the Lord. And whenever you begin to praise Him and lift up your hands like the angels were ascending, nothing's coming down until you send something up. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we clap our hands. That's why we shout. That's why we lift up our voice. Why we let the praises of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of the Lord rise among us. 
Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift the name of Jesus higher. When you begin to praise him and lift up your voice, you forget about your troubles. You forget about your pain. You forget about your debt. You forget about, and you start looking at him. I wonder if anybody needs anything from God right here today. Let's forget about ourselves, concentrate on Him, and worship Him. When you begin to worship Him, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated a minute. Dreamed that angels were ascending and descending, and all night long he woke up and he said, This is a dreadful place. God was here. And I didn't even know it. Oh, Lord. And he said, God was, I'm going to name this place Bethel which means the house of God. Beth-el. El is a Hebrew word for God. Beth-el, house of God. This is the house of God. God was here. I didn't know it. Well, it don't look like no house of God to me. It's just mountaintop. It's got some stones over there, some cactus over there. There's some outcroppings over there and a tree over there. Don't look like no house of God to me. Can I tell this congregation something? This place where you're sitting right now is more than beautiful carpet. It's more than padded pews. It's more than just a ham and organ and a wonderful keyboard and a set of drums over here. And it's more than just guitars. It's more than just a pulpit here. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This is, we call it a pulpit, a pulpit. This is an altar. This is where you die. This is the pulpit. This is where we pull people from the pit. This is more than just another place. It's more than just an ordinary place. Jesus said, my house, my house. This is God's house. You made it something else. It don't look like no house to God to me, Jacob, but it was to Jacob because angels visited him there. And oh, oh God came down in that place. This is the angels were ascending and descending. Can I tell you something today? If you begin to praise him and you begin to know that God is here, there's nothing, there's when you sing, there's nothing, no nothing, nothing that my God can't do. Miracles and wonders, there's nothing, no nothing that my God can't do. When you begin to praise Him in God's house, things start happening. Healings happen. You said it a while ago. Healings are here. God is a healer. And when you begin to praise Him and believe Him, there's no telling what will happen when you begin to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Let's do that right now. Let's give God some praise. Let's give God some praise. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, my God, you may be seated. I'm going to tell you what. We, we've come to a pitiful place in Pentecost today in the religious world. And we use this, this, you, hey, this, this is not a stage. Uh, oh, oh, come up to the stage, please. This ain't no stage. We lost something in Pentecost when this became a stage. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, man, oh, me, I don't care. We lost something in Pentecost when it became the band. We want the band. You're not the band. You need to disband is what you need to do. You are a worshiper. You are a worshiper. You're not the band. I'm just telling you, we lost something when they became the band. You're not the band. You're a worshiper. You're an extension of what's going on out here. 
Oh, I don't. Hey, can I tell you something? That's why I need musicians ought to be the most spiritual among us. Amen. You're not married to that guitar. You're not married to the drums. You're not married to the organ. And that's not your piece of property. You're a worshiper. You're a worshiper. And you saints are not glued to the pew. You're not here to be a spectator. You're here to be a participator. This is not a stage. We don't stage anything in Pentecost. We worship God in His Spirit and in truth for the Father seeketh. Oh, come on. I wish I could get somebody here at Landmark to believe the Word of God right now. This is a dreadful place. This is the house of God. Jesus said, you've made it something that it never was intended to be. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now I'm not going to fall out. I'm not going to fall out with you do it. But now they want to put the lights real low. And let's make it real dim in the house. And put a few spotlights on the guitar player. And there's an acoustic guitar. And come by ya. Come by ya. Oh, shut up. Oh, my Lord. Hey, bring the lights up. I want to see who's shouting. I want to see who's going to sleep. Bring the lights up. We're not here to spotlight nobody. We're here to worship God. Well, I want to be a star. There are no stars in God's house. There's only one bright morning star, and that's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know people won't even sing unless they've had an hour and a half sound check. Forget it. Get up and sing. I've sang on crazy sound systems. I've sang on, on sound systems. There wasn't even no sound coming out. Just shut up and sing. It's not about you know how. It's not trying to make you good. Go ahead and worship God. My God, have mercy. We had revivals back in the 60s, and we didn't hardly have any sound system, but we had some praying people, and we had some worshipers. Come on, Landmark. Let's get back to the old Landmark. Let's get back what made Pentecost what it is. They didn't have a fog machine on the day of Pentecost. They didn't have special delights on the day of Pentecost in the upper room, but they had the Holy Ghost, and they were there in one mind and one accord. Oh, this ain't no ordinary worship. This ain't no ordinary house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy place. His house becomes holiness. You may be seated. I'm almost done. I'm serious. I'm almost done. This is it. Praise God. I know we used to have prayer requests. Now they don't even take prayer requests. They put them on the media. I hate to know that my, I was dying of cancer. And it had to depend upon somebody reading something on a media screen. Shh. Be healed. I read the New Testament that sent out handkerchiefs. Hey, it wasn't just a piece of cloth. It was anointed. It was prayed over. Take time to pray for people. Jesus said, my house is a place where you come and pray. 
Don't see how fast you can get through the prayer request. <laughs> People are dying. Lord, have mercy. I've seen them take five minutes. Let's pray for Uncle John. You know, he's on top of that ladder today and fell off. He's all stove up. Anybody else? Yeah, let's pray for Sister Mary. She swallowed a chicken bone the other day. She's just all, and it got lodged in the throat. Said they took it to the doctor. Didn't know and And then they, then they took five-minute prayer requests, unspoken. Thank God they got them unspokens. <laughs> Brother, there's some things you just don't want to know about. <laughs> Woo! Take five minutes just down and give a prayer request. Let's all pray now. In 15 seconds, it's over. I'd hate to know that I, my salvation depended on that weak, simple prayer that you prayed. Somebody said, well, it's not how loud you pray. Yeah, but it ain't how short you pray either. It's not, let's hurry and get this prayer done with. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Can I just tell you what the book said? Jesus said, my house. It's written, my house. This is my house. This is not Walmart. This is not a restaurant. This is not, a, this is not an amusement park. Amusement park. People want to be amused. Oh, my Lord. You know why they call them amusement parks? Because it starts with an A. The word muse means to think and to ponder. Ah, muse, no think, no ponder. You don't have to have no brain to get on a Ferris wheel. You don't have to have no brain to get on a, 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 a thing that goes around and around and around. That's why they call it amusement. But when you come to the house of God, this is not an amusement place. This is a place where you come to think and you come to ponder and you come to worship and you come to absorb. This is a place where you get the Word of God and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of the Lord. When you hear the Word of God and you think on these things, you walk out that door and I say, I can make it another day and I can live for God another day and I believe I'll go home and I'll be a witness and I believe I'll serve God another day. Why? Because this is the house of God. It's the gateway to heaven. Okay, give me five more minutes. You may be seated. I like the way you lead that song, okay? You got fire. You got anointing. Okay, and you got a suit and tie on too. And you got a nice pair of shoes on. And you don't look like a reject from the Salvation Army. I'm going to get my little stool out here and put my guitar. And, and, and it, oh, how pathetic is that? And singing about Jesus who went up Calvary's hill. The Via Dolorosa. And was marred beyond human comparison. And suffered and bled and died. And you're supposed to represent Jesus. And singing about the love of Jesus. And singing about Calvary with a great big smile on your face. With a spotlight and you got holes on your blue jeans. What has the church evolved to in 2000, whatever it is, 19? Hey, they don't call this landmark for nothing. This is a landmark in Texarkana. This is a landmark in Texas. 
landmark Pentecostal church, Texarkana, Texas, is still a church that believes in old-fashioned worship, old-fashioned preaching, old-fashioned worship and prayer. Hey, y'all remember that song? I like the old-time preaching, praying, singing, shouting. I like the old-time reading of God's Word. I like to hear those glory hallelujahs ringing. I like the old-time worship of the Lord. Hey, this is an old-time. I said, oh, my Lord, you're old-fashioned. Are you kidding me? You're kind of narrow-minded. This is a narrow way. You're old-fashioned. Hey, can I tell you something? Air is old-fashioned. Try to do it without. The sun is old-fashioned, but you can't live. Water's old-fashioned, but you can't do without it. Hey, this old-time religion that gets you from earth to heaven. This old-time preaching that gets you... Hallelujah. All right, I'll close this. I got some pet peeves. I got more than one pet peeve. I got a lot of pet peeves, okay? One of them is getting on that airplane and seeing people get on the airplane and try to put a suitcase that won't even fit in the back of that trunk and try to put up in that overhead bin. I was looking at the lady there and said, it ain't going to fit. She turned it to us. It ain't gonna fit. She's trying to rearrange the upper bin. I said, "Lady, can I just tell you something? If that bin breaks, we ain't going nowhere. What you're trying to do is an impossibility. That suitcase ain't gonna. That's one of my pet peeves. Check it at the gate. Some of you bring all kind of luggage in here. You need to check it at the altar. You need to check it in the prayer room before you come in here. You're going to break up the whole service because you didn't check it in at the prayer room. Oh! Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's just one little pet peeve. You may be seated. Here's, here's the really one that really gets me. We have become so dumb to be so smart that now everything is motion sensitive. All right? And you go in that, I don't know why it is, every airport, every place, big place, there'll be five sinks there, and you got the motion sensitive soap dispensers, motion sensitive water faucets, and you finally get a soap dispenser. There's your soap. Now I've got to get this soap off. <laughs> and finally it comes on and goes off before you get the soap off your hand. Then you finally get that soap off your hand. Now you got to get your hands dry. And you... That one don't work. That one don't work. Here, well, it, and then it comes out, and then you ain't got enough to dry your hands. 
Hey, let me tell you something. That's enough to make anybody aggravated. That you got a soap dispenser, you got to do pull tricks on it to get it out. Then when you get it out and get soap on your hand, you can't get the soap off because you can't find a water faucet that even works. What happened to the old-fashioned way? Turn it on. Turn it off. What happened to the old stack of papers? Get your hand full of them, wipe your hand, and they're going out. Oh, no, we got to get smart. We got to get, hey, it's motion sensitive, brother. We are conserving. Can I tell you something? God I'm glad God doesn't work like some motion-sensitive soap dispensers I know. I'm glad the Holy Ghost is. I'm glad the Holy Ghost is not like a motion-sensitive faucet. You can't find one when you do find one, and nothing's coming out. Thank God, God is a motion-sensitive God. But when I lift my hands in the sanctuary, when I bow my knees and pray, God will hear my prayer. He will answer by and by. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I wish I could get somebody here today to believe with me that you could get your hands up in the air and lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you one more time. Jesus said, this is my house, and my house is a house of prayer. If you need something from God right now, I want you to step out from where you are. Hey, can I tell you something? If you lift up your hands, if you walk towards God, if you tell God what you need, He's a motion-sensitive God. If you lift up your hands, He's going to hear your prayer. Lift up your voice in the sanctuary. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the, my God, have mercy. Did you notice what happened in the first part of this service? People got out of their pews. They came to the front. They were worshiping. They were praising God. Why? I feel something. I've got to do something. I feel something. I can't just sit in my pew. I've got to do something. If you feel something right now, don't stand back there. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This ain't no ordinary worship. This ain't no ordinary song. The God we serve is more than ordinary. I'm going to give it all I have. I'm going to give it all I have. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. 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 Hear the voice of the Lord. Hear the voice of the Lord. There are people that came to this house today and you've been troubled by voices. And voices have been speaking to you. Can I tell you something? If there's a voice been speaking to you and it doesn't measure up with God's Word, you need to rebuke it in Jesus' name and say, I will believe the Word of God and I will take the Word of God over every voice. You can't take the voice of social media. You can't take the voice of hypocrites and people that don't love God. Quit taking your mind. God, you're in the house of God now. You're here to hear a man of God preach the word of God. And if the voices you hear don't measure up with the written word of God, Jesus said, it is written. I wish I could get somebody to travail with me right now. Get somebody to travail with me right now. Travail in prayer. Come on, pray with me right now. For somebody in this altar, somebody in this sanctuary right now that needs to hear the voice of God. Somebody that came with a heavy burden. Somebody that came with a sickness. Somebody that came with a heavy load. Would you please help me pray right now in Jesus' name. It may be the person standing next to you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. Jesus said, it's my house. It's a place where you can pray. It's a place where you can pray. A place where you can touch God. Oh, hallelujah. Reach over to the person next to you. Let's begin to pray. You can't wait till you get to camp meeting to pray. You got to pray on Sunday morning. You got to pray on Sunday night. You need to pray every day of the week. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, feel the Holy Ghost. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord. Leave it there. If you trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Hey, if you trust Him, He'll bring you out. If you call on Him, call on Him. God is in this house right now.